0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday shopping season is here, so it's time for Bubble Genius' Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. It's a big-ass gingerbread man soap that you can enjoy without going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs, that is. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. And at almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at bubblegenius.com. But if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B O B A N D C H E Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at bubblegenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob and Chez Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Can
2: I show you something? Oh.
0: I was just... Uh, smelling. Smiling. I was just browsing. For <laughs> your wife or your girlfriend? What? What happened? <laughs> wouldn't be the christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are harder than they are it is warm in here well you have your coat on yes oh do i how did that happen because it's cold out yes yes it is a bit nipply out i mean nippy out (laughs) what did i say nipple (laughs) Uh, there is a nip in the air though can i take something out for you I was just looking at something for my wife. God, rest her soul. Oh,
3: God, I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, no, no, she's not dead. We're just divorced. She's history. And obviously she doesn't wear underwear. And there are plenty of shopping days left until adultery's adulthood. Which is to say Christmas, as a mule, Yule log. Not a log, I don't have a log, but I mean, you know, just if I had a log. Not in the sense that you think I said I did. Good golly, tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Oh, sh**. We couldn't have picked a better time to wish you a merry Christmas. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: God, you know we just got back from break when I forgot to turn on my microphone It it is Tuesday, November 29, 2016 And this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com I am Bob Seska, that is Chez Pasienza sitting right over there Hey there (laughs) hi, Hi everybody Alright, we are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com It's the best soap in the world Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and Attorney Charles J. Bowen If you need a lawyer for the holidays, don't we all?
3: I you need a lawyer for the holidays. You know what? Don't answer that.
1: <laughs> Better call Bo. Head over to the slash Bob and Chez, or just click the link on the podcast page. Okay, here we are. It's uh the Trump Dictatorship plus 14. Yeah. Oh, so they say it, don't they? Fourteen days in. It's only 14 days in, and the tennis ball machine. Every day,
3: more. Uh, <laughs> this is this is what his this is what his entire presidency is going to be like. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be just oh nonstop god. drama and bull.
1: Yep. Oh my god, it's going to be terrible. And I'm I'm grinning right now because I'm doing the show. Otherwise, I would be uh, just terrified. I mean, and normally I am. I'm just I'm constantly vacillating between just shaking my head and then simultaneously then also going oh my god you've managed to stay um focused
3: <laughs> really I and mean, you have like you know i've read what you've been writing and and now granted i admit that you know until we're finished with the with the season which is going to wrap very very soon um i don't have as much time to do the kind of writing that i used to do but i think that even if i could i'm not sure i would like everything that comes out of me now, if, you, if anybody's read anything I've written for Banter over the past couple of weeks, it's no. just pure unadulterated rage. <laughs> well,
1: that's that's kind it, of in me too. It's but... funny.
3: Ben. Did you did Ben forward you the uh, the email that he got about me?
1: No, no, so I, I wrote haven't the, seen I that. Wrote that
3: piece about uh, about the. the- on the plane, yeah, and I basically—I think the title of the piece was something like, you know, how long would it take before you punch this soul in the face? <laughs> and it was—it was that. It was like, you know, and I made—I yeah. jokingly said, you know, uh, the the uh, passengers of flight of United ninety three managed to to retake a plane from terrorists. <laughs> somebody couldn't rush this guy and drop him. Um, yeah, and and somebody wrote Ben this this really really uh very very stern. A very official sounding email where it was like <laughs> he wanted to report that someone at banter had written had uh, uh had advocated violence and had used profanity oh. unacceptable
1: profanity
3: oh no and, and I of went course so badly to write back to him and just go fuck you
1: <laughs> and of course ben suspended you right because you know ben hates all that profanity i know he exactly. hates he hates it when you go off yeah. that's the great guy, you know you what you
3: got me you got me suspended
1: I got to tell you about Ben Cohen, the uh, the founding editor of the Daily Banter. This guy, I don't care what you you could dox the both of you. You could dox Ches, dox me. You could defy, dig up every scandalous thing we've ever done in our lives and, and send it over to Ben Cohen. And you know what he'd do? He'd laugh in your face. That's yeah, what's so that great is, about a having a boss like great, Ben Cohen.
3: Yeah. That is a genuinely great thing about Ben. And mm-hmm. It's something that I've always appreciated that that. You know, pretty much, r- irrespective of what we say. I mean, yeah. obviously, to, to, I'm sure to some extent, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure, sure there is a limit. To it, but yeah, I mean, irrespective of what we say and who mm-hmm. we are, he just he does he doesn't give a shit. Right. He likes us for us, and mm-hmm. that that's such a a hugely important thing to have in somebody who allows you to be creative and uh and. Uh, you know, basically have have the kind of editorial freedom that we have.
1: Yeah, and especially now. I mean, now a good time to have right. an editor in chief who knows what he's talking about and will stand by his writers, stand absolutely. by his reporters, absolutely. And that's uh, it's so important because the uh, the the Trump presidency is going to be. I mean, I don't think anyone fully realizes it. I don't know if and I'm I'm speaking in generalizations right now, but. You know, I get the sense that people aren't fully grasping how how bad this is really going to be. And I think the last few days following Donald Trump on Twitter, yeah, um, is is a really, really, really uh, horrifying warning sign from the notion,
3: (laughs) the notion that we are talking about. The, the the next leader of the free world, and we're talking about his Twitter rants. Yeah, yeah. That's just, I mean, that's just staggering to me. And then more than that, the fact that we are talking about we were talking about the, the absolute fact that he has upended reality, mm-hmm. yep. that his, the, his way of doing things now is to make an, a completely absurd claim mm-hmm. and then say, well, it's your job to prove that I'm wrong. It's that's your right. job to prove that, that, this, that this ridiculous, mind-numbing claim that I just made, <laughs> it's your job to prove that that's wrong, that mm-hmm. it's wrong. In other words, it's your job to prove a negative.
1: Well, and that is, God, if that was the worst of it, boy, that'd be okay. But if it was just misinformation and lying and propaganda, fine, but it's not. It's far worse than that. Oh, I yeah. mean, today, I guess before we move along into uh, the actual news items of, of the day, that we, uh, that we debuted this. Now, um, I was looking from, God, from November 9th forward, I wanted something to go along with this. You know, the, the Donald Trump dictatorship. And we, we wheeled this out. Now, this is appropriate. The Imperial March from Star Wars. You could use this. But it's Donald Trump. So yeah, I said, it's, you know it's what?
3: Too seri- it's too serious for
1: him. It's way too serious. Way too dignified, I think, for Donald Trump. I, I imagine, like, Darth Vader walking down, walking past that procession of, uh, of stormtroopers all lined up in, in perfect formation, and it looks too awesome and official to me. So you can't have that. So we tried maybe the kazoo version of that.
2: <laughs>
1: not still not good enough though really good not good enough what i really wanted was the clown car version of the imperial march uh basically like a circus calliope version of of that star wars theme and wouldn't you know it our amazing listeners holy hell uh listener ed ziveth sent me this Uh, this came into this arrived in my uh, email inbox the other day and it's uh, it's pretty beautiful this is a great thing here (laughs)
2: it's
1: good oh that's so good the Trump presidency folks Love it, love it, Ed Simon. Holy hell! God bless you, Ed. That's, you're, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have our new Donald Trump music. Yep. God, and we're gonna need it because, of course, I sit down at my desk this morning, getting ready for the show. It's you know, it's six o'clock, six a.m. in the morning, and already. Oh yeah, it's, it's like I machine. went.
3: To, I went to bed last night, having just written something about Trump's idiotic twitter feed and i wake up and the very first thing i see is oh look what what new stupid thing that fucking moron said
1: yeah and it's not just stupid this is again it's all at once stupid hilarious and utterly horrifying it's all wrapped into this uh this cocktail of awfulness and uh here's what donald trump tweeted this mo- the president-elect of the united states tweeted this morning just the, the, the very notion, I'm so glad you brought that up, because of the very notion that Donald Trump, the president-elect of the United States, is spending his days tweeting threats to people, basically. Yeah,
3: basically, as you've said for for a very long time, being a Twitter troll, that's who we elected. We elected, I mean, we elected the living embodiment of an internet comment section.
1: That's right. That's right. And today, here we go. Um, maybe we should just Maybe we should wheel out our, our new Donald Trump music for this um, Here's what he tweets Nobody should be allowed To burn the American flag If they do There must be consequences Perhaps loss of citizenship Or year in jail
3: Now here's here's the important thing To keep in mind about that it, it's, it's shocking and it's sad That it comes from Trump mm. But that is you know i know i know that there's been a big debate over whether Music. we should pay be paying a lot of attention to the crap that he says on twitter because there are those who think that it's that that his slew of bullshit that comes across twitter is kind of a purposeful distraction from some of the actually worse things that the media could be digging into um, and that's, that's entirely possible.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, although I don't know if he's that clever. But
3: I, I think you're right. That's <laughs> the just, thing. That's the one thing is that I think that I don't think he can control himself. Yeah. I think he's just he's a giant id, a giant ball of of, of no impulse control. That's right. But. But we've heard this debate before over burning the flag, something that if ever there was a stupid fucking who cares debate, it's that because nobody burns flags. Yeah. It happens incredibly rarely. Yeah. It is a, it's, a, it's a giant ball of, of, of anger and outrage and self-righteous indignation over nothing, That's right. over something that doesn't happen. It's like when Michelle Bachman used to bitch about the, you know, the impending specter of Sharia law. Yeah, it's like, no, no, there there aren't cities in America that are falling under Sharia law. This is just something you use as a, a threat and uh, something to terrorize the population and to scare the crap out of them.
1: Right? That's right. And since when is it 1988 again? Right. By exactly. the way,
3: we're having a flag burning debate.
1: Yeah. It's like, again, we were talking about this uh, several weeks ago. It's like Morton Downey Jr. lives. It's like suddenly Morton Downey Jr. is the president of the United States. Sadly, Morton Downey Jr., I think, would be much smarter than our current uh, president-elect. Just, just
3: wait until he appoints Curtis Sliwa. Like, you know. <laughs> That's right.
1: Curtis Sliwa. Secretary,
3: secretary, he's going to appoint him as, uh, you know, like secretary, uh, you know, ambassador to some country.
1: <laughs> secretary of Defense Richard Bay. That's right. That's yeah, coming Richard next. Bay, exactly. Jesus God. But this is, this is kind of terrifying that already the president-elect has just as a complete non sequitur brought up American flag burning and
3: deportation and, deporting and, but, people yeah. revoking their citizenship
1: exactly deporting or imprisoning citizens for exercising their free speech rights this is like every tweet that he sends out and i know there's there is a conventional wisdom out there saying oh these tweets are a distraction from something else right. that's going that on yeah. but i don't know that for sure all i know is that donald trump is tweeting warning signs canaries in the coal mine saying here's how i'm going to behave when i'm finally inaugurated except i won't just be tweeting this stuff i'll have the the (laughs) unprecedented power the strength of the executive branch of the united states government at my disposal in order to enforce all these terrible things that i'm talking about deporting citizens for burning the goddamn flag what the hell is this Seriously, we're through some, I mean, we're way past the looking glass. We're beyond this. We're in some sort, of. there is um, a sociopolitical rot occurring in the United States right now. And we're going to get to a couple of examples of that rot, which is something that this guy is directly responsible for, Donald J. Trump. And what we've gotten is a citizenry, uh, basically 60 million Americans who voted for this nutbag who now feel empowered to completely set aside or to, to take a gigantic soupy diarrhea shit all over the rules of common courtesy and decency and how you behave in a society. That's it. That's gone. That's go- They are now, the Trump people are empowered to behave however. the f- They are so entitled by this victory. It's as if, Donald Trump wins and we can just tear up the rule books. This right, is how yeah. it doesn't all bets are off. We are now uh, the empowered class in the United States and we can do whatever the fuck we want because Donald Trump is president. And, and we saw it on that Delta Airlines flight. We're going to play the audio of that in a second. We saw it uh, in that Michael's uh, department store with that yeah. woman freaking her shit out. Uh, these, these these people these people who have under no circumstances
3: been persecuted by anybody they don't know actual persecution they I mean, really don't and they, have they don't b- to lose their mind over this this perceived loss of power right perceived loss of privilege which is that's all it is is this perception because it's just bull
1: Again, nobody should be allowed to burn the American flag. If they do, there must be consequences, perhaps loss of citizenship or a year in jail for burning the flag, for exercising free speech rights. And, you know, these people, the woman in Michaels, the the, the wingnut on the Delta Airlines flight, they would be applauding every deportation, every imprisonment. Of course. <sighs> so this
3: is their country this is the country of angry white people
1: that's exactly right and they feel as if because uh because their fellow voters elevated this nutbag who didn't even win the popular vote it's going to be a, a popular vote margin of like uh, probably three or four million votes once everything's uh, finished so in, in so terms so of hillary clinton's victory
3: it's absolutely stunning to me, yeah, and that we're having this that we're we're even having to go through this.
1: I know. And look, just revisiting this while we're here uh, as far as the electoral college goes. Um, I'm going to be the Nixon goes to China guy uh, who has written repeatedly uh, throughout my writing career writing politics in support of the electoral college so we yeah the uh, the founders had it right Alexander Hamilton and Federalist 68 had it right we need the electoral college to prevent nutbags like Donald Trump from becoming president i haven't said Donald Trump explicitly until you know the past 6 or 7 months but That's the case. That's what I've always thought the Electoral College was for as a stopgap to make sure wingnuts, crazy people, dictators, would-be autocrats to prevent those people from becoming president of the United States. Does it look like they're going to do their job and make sure that doesn't happen this year? Probably not. No, no. Chances are maybe there's a 1% chance uh, enough electors will see the light, but that's not even – I think I'm I'm overestimating the odds on that. I think it's even less than 1% of a chance of, of them actually doing that. But the point being, what's the perp? What's the use? If they're not going to do this, I mean, what more evidence do you need that Donald Trump is going to be a tyrant, an autocrat, a dictator? God only knows how he's going to do this in collusion with uh, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. You know, we already know that he's appointing people who have very little experience, who can be, people who can be puppeteered you know there is a, a a bit of a ray of sunshine believe it or not in the fact that Mitt Romney might actually be Secretary of State but that's cold comfort
3: yeah but Mitt but but in order for Mitt Romney to be Secretary of State he of course has to the entire reason that Trump wants to nominate him is as a dominance ritual
1: oh yeah yeah as a
3: means of lording over him
1: that's exactly right and, and also
3: because I love the I can't remember what article I read but I love the article that said that that in keeping with his sort of reality show Uh, presidency and and his reality show mindset, he thinks that Romney looks the part. He looks (laughs) the part to represent the U.S. on the the
1: global stage. Well, that's why he's making all these decisions based on name recognition, mainly. And what he's doing, too. And you want to talk about the distraction. The distraction is the uh, cabinet's sweepstakes, you know, the who's up, who's down, who's going to be today, who's going to be tomorrow, who's going to ultimately be the nominee. Will they get past the Senate? That's that's the real distraction. What you have to do is look at the people he's actually appointed. And we're going to talk about Tom Price, uh, Congressman Tom Price, who's going to be Secretary of Health and Human Services. We're going to talk about that (laughs) nutbag here in a a couple of minutes. But yeah, this is all like a, an episode of The Apprentice, who's, you know, people marching in and out of that, uh, that house of his in, uh, in New Jersey or marching in and out of Trump Tower, genuflecting before the, the, the golden turd. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the golden turd. Um, all right. Okay. We got to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, the recount in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania and Trump's reaction to that. Again, the tennis ball machine continues, right? There we (laughs) go. Okay, uh, short break back after this. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only one dollar a month, you can help finance the Bob and Chez show at patreon.com slash Bob and Ches. That's twelve cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Ches. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Ches, and sign up for one dollar a month, five dollars a month. a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the not-safe-for-work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500-per-month goal, we'll bring you new shows, five days a week Mondays through Fridays that's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the patreon link at bobsesca.com let's do this thing
0: Presented by BubbleGenius.com
1: Welcome back to our Tuesday show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, This tweet comes to us from uh, February of 2011. 2011, five years ago. Almost six years ago. Burning a flag is a peaceful and respectful way for citizens of this great country to voice their displeasure. Very powerful. Donald J. Trump.
3: I was going to say, I wonder who that is. Judging by the the little the mini exclamation at the end.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's you know that's the thing with Donald Trump. He has to use every one of those 140 characters. So I got three more letters here. Uh, sad. I'll just throw that in there. Yep. <laughs> what a d- bag. Unbelievable. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be our uh, next president. First thing on the uh, on the Donald Trump chopping block will be uh, Medicare and Obamacare. Because what we really have to do is kick millions and millions and millions of people off of their insurance. Mm-hmm. That's a smart idea. This is what we're going to do. And uh, Congressman Tom Price is going to be responsible for that. Tom Price is... Uh uh, Donald Trump's nominee for Health and Human Services, uh, Tom Price, is the guy who introduced the very first repeal Obamacare bill in the United States House of Representatives. He is now going to be running Obamacare. He is now going to be running HealthCare.gov. If you have your insurance policy through HealthCare.gov, if you don't have a state exchange in your state and you had to buy your insurance through HealthCare.gov through the federal exchange, Tom Price is going to be running that. Tom Price, who hates Obamacare. Politico reported he is going to be in charge. He's going to be the man in charge of dismantling Obamacare. That's what Politico reports today. And it's not surprising. He's also a uh, strong supporter of privatizing Medicare. He's going to be running health and human services now. If you're a member of Congress, or uh, better yet, a staffer on the Hill, you're going to have to pay way more in monthly premiums. I'm just saying, if there's any members of Congress listening to the sound of my voice, any, uh, any staffers in particular who maybe aren't making the same money as a member of Congress anywhere close to it, uh, all those people are going to be, have to pay uh, full premiums. Even if they don't repeal Obamacare, they're going to have to pay full premiums. And I'll tell you why. Because one of the first things Donald Trump is going to do with the support of Congressman Tom Price of Georgia is uh, they're going to eliminate that rule that was passed by. It was actually an executive order by Barack Obama supported by Health and Human Services for the government to continue paying 70 percent of the uh, premium sharing for members of Congress and their staff. That is uh, that is an addition to the Affordable Care Act, where there was a requirement, according to the Affordable Care Act, in which uh, members of Congress and their staff would have to buy insurance through an Obamacare marketplace. Um, and what they left out of the law is the continued premium sharing. Before Obamacare, all members of Congress and their staff, in fact, all... Uh, employees of the federal government received health care uh, through a government run health care system. I think it's called I think the initials are PEPFAR, something like that. No, I don't think it's PEPFAR. It's something like PEPFAR. PEPFAR is the Africa thing. Um, Hit that. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. I forget what the name of the, the uh, government run health insurance program is. But uh but so what wasn't included in the law was the continued premium sharing that they received. 70% of the premiums were covered as a perk of their job. That was just a benefit of their job like anyone who has insurance through their employer, part of their premium is pay- paid by their employer. Well, no more. That'll be done. Done eliminated mm, zilch. You won't have to you won't get that anymore, which means a massive pay cut to low-paid <laughs> congressional staffers that'll be the first goddamn thing to go you watch you watch because it was just an executive order very easy for Donald. it was one of the big executive orders that was the oh congress is exempt from obamacare executive order that's what that one was and in fact that's what the house of representatives and john boehner sued the white house over (laughs) over that executive order so if you think that that's going to survive any more than 24 hours in a trump administration you're out of your goddamn mind doomed man just doomed <laughs> doomed doomed and then after that it's going to be a reconciliation vote in uh in congress to eliminate the subsidies for obamacare and it's going to eliminate the mandate those are going to be the next things they didn't go and then they're just gonna they're going to repeal the entire law and replace it with some bull that paul ryan yanks out of his ass and donald trump because donald trump doesn't have any core values is going well fuck it, i'm just going to sign i don't know if he'll say he probably will say it but he's gonna he's gonna do whatever Paul Ryan sends him. But he there may be a fight on the Medicare side of this, where because Paul Ryan is going to try to uh, privatize Medicare, probably phase it out over time. Uh, but that's it, that seems like it's going to happen unless uh, the House or the Senate Democrats. Can uh, successfully filibuster. And I, I think they will when it comes to Medicare. Already, Chuck Schumer is talking about, well, I'm going to make sure that we block any privatization of Medicare. And you better believe that the Democrats are going to totally demagogue that issue. Right. Even though it's going to be a phase in, the Democrats are going to be like, well, you're, you're pushing granny over the ledge. It's going to be that again. And and rightfully so. No, it should be, you don't mess around with people's health care. You know, you can do other things. You can cut taxes, do all of your Republican uh, doctrinaire bullshit. But keep your hands off of people's health care. They need it to live.
3: Yeah. And once people start, once once Obamacare goes away, you're going to hear the screaming.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, it's just it's going to be a disaster if they don't replace it on the same day that they repeal it. And even then it's going to be crazy if they don't replace it the same day that they repeal it. It's going to be mayhem. I mean, there's a great article on Talking Points Memo: uh, Why the GOP is still playing with fire with Obamacare repeal and delay. It's a big banner headline on Talking Points Memo today, detailing how this is going to wreck absolute havoc with the health insurance industry, right. and they don't. The Republicans don't care. This is going to be. I mean, if you thought the the sign up, the uh, launch of, of of healthcare.gov was chaotic, wait until they try this. And right. you're going to get caught up in it, chess I'm going to get caught up in it. We're all going to get caught up in it. All of us with uh, with Obamacare health insurance policies. It's going to be fucking nuts. And this crazy person, Tom Price, is going to be orchestrating the whole thing, puppeteering uh, Donald Trump. I'm sure. God. So good luck, ladies and gentlemen, with the Donald Trump repeal of uh, of Obamacare. I can't wait. You know, and of course it's all based on, I wrote a piece in Salon this week about how the entire discussion is going to be based on just absolute gi- smack your face against a brick wall gibberish. Of course it is. I mean, Donald Trump, as you've heard, <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't know how to talk about this law, referred to one of the most popular parts of the law as being uh, uh, something to do with kids living with their parents, yeah. living in no, their parents' house. No, he
3: knows nothing. That's does know anything. That's the thing about... Uh, about trump is that he's he's purposely vague because i know i've made this analogy before but like you know like the kid who didn't study and is trying to fake his way through like a book report Mm -hmm. he's purposely being vague
1: yeah he's purposely being vague because he's too lazy
3: he's too lazy to actually learn anything
1: i'm sure he's completely unfamiliar with what's in obamacare all he knows all he knows he's just like his voters all he knows about obamacare is what he hears on fox news channel Which is uh, mostly misinformation or half-truths, you know. Like, for example, about the rising premiums. Everyone's talking about how the premiums are going through the roof. No, they're not going through the roof. On average, they're going up, uh, but the fact of the matter is they would go up much higher if it wasn't for Obamacare. That's the fact. And, And most people who see their premiums going up won't actually have to pay those increased premiums because the subsidies will continue to cover them.
3: What is it? Was, uh, Molly Hemingway from the Federalist was on NPR the other day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's conservative. Mm-hmm. And the Federalist is conservative. And she was talking about how, you know, uh, Trump lost his lost it over uh, Kellyanne Conway basically berating Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but But the reason why she went on the air sort of without his sanction and kind of bashed Romney according to Molly Hemingway, was just, I think I've heard this before, but just hearing it again, like just hearing it in, hearing it said by somebody who is, I don't love everything Molly Hemingway has to say, but she's mildly articulate. I mean, you know, she is. She seems like a, a person who's got a, a brain in her head. Um, and hearing her say this without just falling on the floor, laughing or crying, just <laughs> shocked me. She said, she's like, oh, no. the reason that Kellyanne Conway did that is that she doesn't like Mitt Romney. And she knows that the way to influence Donald Trump is he watches TV. Yeah. So go on TV and basically plant the seeds for plant the seeds in his brain to do what she wants him to do. Yeah. That's how his advisors have to work him over. Mm-hmm. Is they know that he watches television because he's a f- fucking dunce yeah they can't sit down and speak to him they have to go on tv
1: yeah he's 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 homer simpson he doesn't pay attention unless it's on tv
3: no absolutely
1: so kellyanne conway is standing in uh trump's office in trump tower on the 87th floor or wherever his office is he's like uh mr trump we got this and this and this Tr- donald trump is thinking oh look at the dog it has a puffy tail poof poof come here poof yeah you know and he's not paying attention but then put it on have, to-
3: what does this have to do with me let's talk about me
1: <laughs> come here poof mm. what does that have to do with me exactly right and so then he would much rather turn on Fox News and hear people talking about him yeah and or that's CNN what did or whatever yeah anybody and that's where he gets Kellyanne Conway's opinion on uh Mitt Romney right. uh, oh Mitt Romney uh, Kellyanne why didn't you tell me why did not you tell me in person about Mitt Romney and she's like I, did. I... <laughs> right <laughs> all right gotta take a uh, another short break uh we're gonna talk about uh, the recount right after these words okay you want to know the best way to support the show the best way to support the bob and Chez show is to go shopping at amazon.com using our amazon link here's how you do it go to bob and click the amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page the link takes you to the main page of amazon.com as usual you go shopping we get a small commission from everything you buy it costs you nothing extra and it helps support the show and if you run a small business and source your materials from amazon make sure to use the link for all your purchases and don't forget to bookmark it thanks so much for supporting the show and our amazon link
0: Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to The Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes.
1: Okay, uh, homework assignment for all of our listeners, or you can even do this while you're listening to this show. Go to BobSesca.com, click the Amazon link, do all of your holiday shopping at Amazon.com. In some cases, you might get free shipping if you sign up for Amazon Prime uh, using uh, one of our banners at BobSeska.com, or if you go through the link, you save lots of money. They've still got uh, lots of Cyber Monday deals happening right now. I mean right now. 30% off clothing, uh shoes, accessories, lots of fun stuff still on sale 30% off right now at amazon.com and uh you know, go on, uh, if you go through our link, you help support the show. It's it's one of the best ways other than patreon.com to support this show and independent media and goddamn it we're going to need it. <laughs> We're really going to need it moving forward. All right. uh, Thank you for doing that. Oh, by the way, make sure to bookmark it. And if you have a small business, uh, make sure to source all of your materials and goods and services from uh, Amazon.com through our link. All right. Moving along here. um, Donald Trump had some things to say about the recount. Some really, really stupid things to say about the recount in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, which is being initiated by the Green Party and Joel Stein finally uh, being somewhat of a hero in (laughs) This entire no, saga. No, she's after. not, though.
3: Yeah, no. Real, don't be fooled by that.
1: Yeah, I know. She's uh, she's still Jill Stein and Jill Stein. She's not
3: doing this out of the goodness of her heart.
1: Yeah. I mean, the fact is, is that if Jill Stein hadn't uh, siphoned off votes from Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton would be president elect right now. And uh, so this is kind of um, I don't know what you would call this a uh, calming salve to uh, help us. Her her
3: comment about Castro
1: just just tone deafness uh, with that.
3: Tone deafness. It's not. It's genuinely not knowing or, or or refusing to pay attention to the reality of the situation. Yeah, which is that
1: Castro was a murderous
3: bastard. That's right.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, not the time right now, not the time for the left to be rallying around Fidel Castro. Oh God, please. But, please. Yeah, but I mean,
3: that's a perfect example of, of the, the tone deafness of the fringe left,
1: of, but uh, of
3: how they, of how the under no circumstances, like one of the things that scares me most about this is hearing Sanders and, and Stein and those people talk about how, you know what, what this means is this is, our, this is a mandate for us that we need to clean house and move the democratic party even further to the left. You want to lose? Want to lose forever? Do that.
1: The thing is, though, God, 100,000 votes going the other way and everything is hunky-dory for the Democrats. That's the thing. I mean, again, everyone likes to say uh, Democrats in crisis, Democrats in disarray. We've got to rethink how we do things. You know what? Now, 100,000 votes. Again, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Little bits and pieces there in those three states, and then suddenly it's Hillary Clinton as the president-elect, and and the Republicans...
3: didn't get some kind of mandate by wiping out the Democratic Party. It just didn't
1: happen. (laughs) Yeah, again, it it swings the other way, and suddenly it's the Republicans being decimated. The Donald Trump disease tore the party apart, rethinking, restructuring. All the stuff that they're talking about with regard to the Democrats would have been discussed with the Republicans if just 100,000 votes had gone the other way. Hillary Clinton, again... It won the popular vote but by 2 million and counting votes. You know, it's the highest number of, of popular votes since Barack Obama, second only to Barack Obama is Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. That's significant. I think Barack Obama in 2008 got 16, 69 million votes. Hillary Clinton will come in, I, I, what, 64, 65 million? That's pretty damn good for someone who's lo- going to lose the electoral college to this maniac. But regardless, I think it's a little bit of cold comfort. We may find out um, something about what happened in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Uh, I hope in this process of recounting, they're going to take a solid look at the provisional ballots, the absentee ballots. ballots. If you listen to Greg Palast, everything that Greg Palast is saying makes perfect sense. He was on the uh, Joy Reid show the other day talking about how there are millions of votes that simply were not counted, that were rejected or just not even looked at. And where are those votes? Who were those votes for? Shouldn't we find out? I think we should. Even if you set aside any conspiracy theory about the Russians, which, I, I again, I, I kind of think actually happened. In fact, I predicted it the day before the election on the John Fuglesang show. I said, what what are you worried about, Bob? And I said, what I'm worried about most is someone hacking the, the election returns. Yeah, and, and even if
3: they didn't, even if by some even sense, if they didn't. they didn't, the idea that they interfered as much as they did and they threw the election, to somebody they wanted to win is just again, that is the story of the fing year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This the story of maybe of our generation that this
3: that really is. We we this the 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 election of a United States president was hijacked by a hostile foreign power. That's right. And nobody seems to want to talk about that. Yeah. Everybody is so damn scared. Mm-hmm. You know, they're terrified that somehow we're gonna come off like spoil sports. F- that, man. You should be yelling it from the rooftops.
1: Yeah, and, and by the way. It's the Donald Trump side that's making a big deal about something like three million votes uh, being uh, cast illegally. And therefore, Donald Trump is actually the popular vote winner. You know who else is marketing in that idea? Donald Trump. Yep. It's not just Alex Jones and Dan fucking Badandi talking about illegal immigrants somehow mysteriously voting in the millions it's Donald Trump now. Actually, Donald Trump, the president-elect of the United States, is playing along with a conspiracy theory that Dan Badandi is talking about. Yep. God damn it. And so he, here's what he tweets, stupidly. In addition to winning the electoral college in a landslide, I won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally. That was on November twenty-seventh, twenty sixteen. The president elect of the United States actually tweeted these words. And you know, this is this
3: is a fucking important thing because this is the game that he likes to play. And I mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. It's that goddamn game where he says something with zero evidence, and then it's up to all of the news networks to somehow prove him wrong. <laughs> right. Even though we offered this this insane proclamation with nothing to back it up. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, at at that moment. The, the the media has got to remember the very, very wise words of Christopher Hitchens mm-hmm. when he talked about religion. Yeah. That which is asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. That's right, that's right. If you don't have anything to back up your insane claim, we get to say, no, you're full of shit, without <laughs> putting any effort into it
1: whatsoever. Exactly right, exactly right. And there's another dimension to all this on top of that, which is that you, you don't you don't come out against a recount and an audit of the vote and at the same time mention something that should absolutely precipitate a recount and an that audit of the right. vote. I mean it's like I don't think there's yeah, you know, I don't think there should be a recount. Oh, but here's a great reason why there should be. But he can he can't control himself. <laughs> he is he yeah. has no impulse control. Yep no impulse control whatsoever and so he can he continued on and this was like an ongoing rant he went off for i don't know maybe 10 or 20 tweets about this on sunday for god's sake over the holiday weekend <laughs> president-elect he also tweeted serious voter fraud in virginia new hampshire and california so why isn't the media reporting on this serious bias big problem big problem. uh Okay, and somebody so
3: needs to have the book to say the reason we're not reporting on it is that it didn't happen. It's just that simple. Right, sit down and shut
1: the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Serious voter fraud, Fear, serious voter fraud that uh, statistically is non-existent. I mean, again, right, that focusing it is
3: non-existent. It didn't happen.
1: Focusing on the wrong thing. Donald Trump knows for sure that there was voter fraud in New Hampshire, Virginia, and California. He knows for sure that all these undocumented workers and so forth voted illegally in the election. He is stating this as a fact, as president-elect. This is a declaration that all of these things happened and that he is actually the rightful winner of the popular vote in the election and therefore has a mandate and therefore is going to govern as if he has a mandate. Even though he's lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton, elect hello electoral college anyone please please can we stop this guy? It's going again. I go back to what I said at the top of the show. It's going to be bad. It's going to be. Ba- it's going to be so much worse than some of these people in the uh, political press are talking about. I was watching Eleventh Hour last night uh, on MSNBC, Brian Williams show. And they're just they're they're kicking off the first segment. They're all chuckling and and they're just t- they're talking about Donald Trump and the thing. Um, I forget exactly what it was. Maybe it was uh, something to do with uh, Mitt Romney and uh, the the cabinet appointments and the transition. And they're all chuckling along as this is as if this is politics as usual. No, no, it's not. Not even close. This is this is so is much worse.
3: There is There is nothing funny about this. Nothing usual. No. Nothing funny about this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This
3: man is a fucking monster.
1: That's uh, and that's putting it mildly. I mean, it's going to get really, really bad here. And and if we're again, what more evidence do you need? He's tweeting out Alex Jones conspiracy theories as the president elect of the United States. God damn it. God damn it, people. Bad, 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 bad. And what's worse is all of his people are behaving in ways that actually make Donald Trump look better by comparison. His his supporters have absolutely lost their mind. We're going to play a couple of short clips coming up here in the next segment of just exactly how they're doing that. And uh, and and there is, again, a ray of sunshine in all of this. And we're going to talk about that after one last break. Back uh, back after this.
0: This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All
1: right, welcome back. It is our uh, Tuesday show. Thank you for supporting the show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Um. Okay, so this this Trump supporter on that Delta flight uh, has been banned for life from Delta Airlines, which is... It's wonderful news. They're talking about a ray of sunshine and all of this crap. You know what? They think the world has changed in order to facilitate their ridiculousness. It hasn't. No, it hasn't. The world basically is the same as it was before Donald Trump allegedly won the election on November 8th. The world is still pre-November 8th. Sorry. Um... That's just the way it is. And, uh, and the good news is is that people are still reacting in ways they would have before November 8th. No, no one's laying down and saying, okay, Trump people, you can act like maniacs all you want. And, right. and, you, and because you, your president was elected, then you, you have full latitude to do that. No, you don't. You don't. And the good news is they don't that get to be an yeah. Again, the internet rose up, social media rose up, and said this behavior by this crazy person on this Delta Airlines flight uh, is bad behavior, and uh, Delta should ban this guy for life. And Delta steps up, Delta Airlines steps up, and says, "Nope, you know what? This guy, if he ever wants to travel on Delta Airlines, he's screwed. He's not going to be able to get on a Delta Airlines flight for the rest of his life. <laughs> for the rest of his life. This is just fantastic news, and well deserved." I'm so glad. In case you've missed this guy, we'll just play a couple of seconds of this guy's ridiculous rant on this Delta Airlines flight, because my first reaction was, if I had been on that flight, and and again, we exaggerate and we play around on this show quite a bit, no exaggeration, I would have floored this guy. I would have been in TSA custody.
3: Yeah. Because, yeah. No, me too. I've, I've thought I, I wrote about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the very least I would have stood up and told him to sit the, f- sit the f- down and shut up. That's right. I would have, but yeah, I probably would have gotten into a fight with him. Yeah. Because.
1: because he wouldn't have taken that and he would have come at me and then my, my elbow would have been crushing his face. Yeah. You know, that's that's exactly. And then I would have been hauled off to prison, uh, at least some form of custody. It probably held hauled uh, off to prison because I would have assaulted the guy. But I've, I would have felt really good about it. It would have been great. I, that would have been the best, uh, maybe the best night in uh, in jail anyone's ever spent. So, yeah, OK, I took took care of that guy. <laughs> that guy was I put a big shut up elbow right in his face. And that's what would have happened. Here's the here's the guy in the Delta flight. How many people, man? Uh, really? Ain't nobody going to say no shit on this plane? We can't hear you. You can't hear me? By the way, he of course, if, if you haven't seen it, he's wearing the uniform. You know what the okay. uniform is. It's the goatee, the ridiculous Oakley glasses, and the b- baseball cap.
3: Yeah, the Larry the Cable Guy look.
1: Yeah, the Larry the Cable Guy look. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Donald Trump, Baby! That's right, this man knows what's up. We got some Hillary bitches on
3: here. Sit down and Come shut the fuck up.
1: up. Yeah, really.
3: Just sit down and shut the fuck up.
1: He's announcing to the plane, I don't know what he's announcing. He's clearly drunk or something. Or maybe he's not. Who knows? But the behavior good God. There's a there's a cultural rot in the United States right now. Again, this is this is so ugly. And it's not going to get better because what needs to happen when someone like this stands up and starts screaming like this, we all retaliate and then it becomes right. then it becomes normalized and we start to ignore it. But it continues on and it gets worse and worse and worse.
3: That's what I, that's what I said in, in the in the again, it was what I wrote was a rant. I'm the first one to say it. It wasn't yeah. even a piece. Uh, you know, I mean, the more that these people think of us as their sort of docile prey, mm-hmm. their captive audience the more this is going to go on. Yeah. The first time you hear about somebody doing this and somebody stands up and fucking floors him, that's that's one of the last times it'll
1: happen. Yeah, and it, and that absolutely needs to happen. That needs to happen. At some point, it, it's got to be worse than a ban from Delta Airlines. Right. There are certainly many other airlines this guy can travel on. And it, suddenly he also becomes a martyr in that respect. A oh, big, big corporate, big airplane, big airplane coming down on the little man. Just for expressing his uh, support for Donald Trump on an airplane, right? With everyone just sitting there, strapped in, their seatbelts on, their tray tables and whatever stowed, etc. And this guy freaks his shit all over the airplane about Donald Trump, just going off and and intimidating people. Right. You know, this is again, this is a let's move moment <laughs> where you you take the food cart and you smash it into his pelvis. Right. That's I mean to me. That's the only appropriate reaction to someone like this. And again, it, it's it, unless there is some sort of definitive comeuppance, it's just going to keep getting worse. People are going to still go on and on and on. But I, I do think that eventually they, they will be uh, silenced a little bit because the Donald Trump presidency is going to be a disaster. And they're going to recognize that, although it took it took how many years for them to recognize that about George W. Bush? Yep. maybe ne- maybe seven years. Into the Bush presidency before they finally realized, maybe this guy, this guy's not so good. But uh, it take take a long time. But maybe it'll take a lot less time given the uh, the madness of, of Donald Trump and and how he's going to behave from day one. Meanwhile, there was this uh, this woman at the uh, Michael's uh, uh, craft store, arts and craft store in uh, in Chicago, um, yeah. evidently wanted, you know, checking out. Most grocery stores now or not, of course, the department stores, places like Target and so where they sell those uh, those really cheap bags like, yeah, they're, yeah. like linen pain, bags. Yes. Yeah. And you, you have to if you want a bag, you have to buy one of those linen bags. Um, mm-hmm. And such was the case in Michael's where the, evidently this woman wanted just a regular paper bag for her stuff. And they wanted to sell her for a dollar one of these linen bags. And she just flipped out, just wigged out and went nuts, screaming racist things, screaming about how she's a Trump voter. And because she's a Trump voter, she's being discriminated against. And then she kept going and going and going and going, attacking other customers, uh, trying to to, uh, film one of the customer's children, insisting that one of the customer's children was stealing uh, merchandise, um, then tried to call the cops. I'm not going to play the audio because first of all, the audio is not very good. And it's just, it's like 10 minutes of Matt. She went on for literally like 10, 12 minutes.
3: It's just screaming and yelling. And by the way, there's a a new sound from her, by the way, because apparently she had done it. Somebody, you know, the internet dug deep and somebody found out that she had done it before. Yeah. She had actually, the same person had gone on another rant at, Oh, I can't remember what store now, but it was, yeah, it was another store where, where she did the same thing. It was like 10 minutes of just screaming.
1: Yeah. So this is how... Oh, was, it
3: a, was it a Pete's Coffee?
1: Oh, so, oh, of course, because Pete's Coffee, you drink two sips of that, it's like you've done five lines of cocaine. That's what Pete's Coffee is like. I can't drink Pete's Coffee anymore because it feels like I'm on cocaine. It's, it's horrible, and, not, and not in a good ca- way. I don't
3: think the caffeine was this woman's problem. <laughs> I don't
1: think so. The entitlement, the whiteness was, was part of it, the... This sore winnerism of, of all of it. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and one last thing I want to talk about before we uh, wrap up the show today. Um, and I, I have a special preview. Don't let me forget what we're going to talk about on the postmortem show because it's going to be big. You're going to want to sign up for the postmortem show at patreon.com. But um, before we wrap up the show, of course, one of the big controversies of the last uh, several days is Donald Trump evidently told uh, the press and specifically NBC News that he doesn't want them using pictures of him in which he's right. very clearly got double chins, where his his actual chin just recedes into his uh, his George Lucas-esque uh, 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 thumb neck or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. His big neck sack, his... Uh, right. It's like a big air sac under his chin there, and he doesn't want pictures of that going out. So here's what I had in mind. Um, what I'd really like to do, obviously, this was a big uh, occasion for trolling Donald Trump over the weekend where everyone was tweeting pictures of him looking ridiculous with his stupid chins. And uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to seriously troll this guy. I mean, beyond just Internet. I mean, and my first thought was we need to find someone who uh, lives in Trump Tower who will project uh, like a video projection of one of these images onto the onto the building across from Trump Tower so that you can see it from Trump's office. And there is a building like that. If you see pictures of him sitting at his desk through the window, there's a there's a building uh, sort of to the right of the window. I would love to see one of these pictures like there's one of him making those stupid faces during one of the debates where his just his whole head becomes a sore. John Oliver referred to him as sticking out like a sore thumb and also happen to look like a sore thumb.
3: Yes, of course.
1: And a uh, bunch of these images, just like one of the best ones. It's just He's got this stupid grimace on his face, and he's got no chin or jawline whatsoever. It just goes straight into his necktie. And, uh, and that's the image I'd like to see projected on the wall. But I thought an even better way to go would be to, because of course that person would get kicked out of Trump Tower and that would uh, end quite quickly. What you want to do is you want to buy, you want to lease something so you know it's up there permanently or at least semi-permanently. And so what I thought about doing is maybe doing a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe thing to pay for a billboard in Times Square. And it may sound like I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. I'm absolutely serious. I would really love to do a GoFundMe thing where, and evidently, it costs between a million and four million dollars. I doubt we're going to raise four million dollars to run a billboard in Times Square for a year. Uh, but what we could do is something that maybe takes uh, requires less money um, and isn't up there for quite that long. Maybe in a cheaper location, like maybe in Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> somewhere in Florida, that Donald Trump is sure to see it. Anywhere that Donald Trump is s- certainly going to see this image. I want a billboard of his that. stupid face. And it says, please do not photograph this billboard. Donald Trump doesn't like it. And that would be the only text. And, of course, we'd have to put Bob and Ches show on there somewhere. Right. But, I mean, wouldn't you love to do that? I, God, if we could figure out a way to raise the money and, and to raise enough money to actually make this happen, that would be just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. I, I really want to oh, try We need your help Yep um, If I if I get enough response And certainly Twitter responded overwhelmingly I got hundreds and hundreds of re- retweets and likes When I proposed the idea on Twitter I mean in fact people just responding and saying Do a GoFundMe You've got my money Do a GoFundMe Do a Kickstarter Do a crowdsourcing thing I'll, I'll give 20 bucks I'll give 30 bucks I'll give 50 bucks so based on that alone, it seems like a practical idea that we might get enough support to pay for a billboard with his stupid face on it, just to troll him.
3: God, I can see that. That'd be, that'd be awesome.
1: I want to do this. I want to do this so bad. I got to call Clear Channel. Unfortunately, Clear Channel is very conservative. I don't know if they'll do it. Right. But I at least need to reach out and find out what we have in terms of pricing and placement and things like that. I, you know, look, you think I'm joking. I'm deadly serious about this. I want to troll Donald Trump. I want him to know the names Bob and Chess. You know, again, <laughs> I don't know if this is so wise. I, suddenly I'm thinking, we're going to end up in Guantanamo or something like that? Yeah. De- deported. Deported
3: that's not actually that's not that wasn't my first thought my first thought was just that you know our lives would be torn apart by, <laughs> by his idiot
1: rabble oh yeah yeah suddenly Weave is showing showing up at our doors sticking Pepe the Frog memes under our right. under our front doors God only knows what'll happen from there but uh, I think that would make national news wouldn't it? I think so uh, we'd have to lawyer up I imagine yep Uh, Charles Bowen Paging Mr. Bowen Charles Bowen You're needed in California Uh, Okay, so we've got a big post-mortem show I've been teasing this The last couple of minutes We have new Dan Badandi audio Awesome Uh, Dan Bedondi reacting to the election We're going to check in with Dan Badandi And it's uh, going to be well worth it There is one moment in this That makes the entire thing Worth playing We haven't done a Dan Bedondi thing in maybe a year, maybe more than a year. So why not?
3: All right. In that case, talk for a minute. I'm going to go run and put
1: one up. Okay. (laughs) The (laughs) the world needs to laugh again. And uh, so it will be uh, at at Dan Bedondi. Chez is going to go fill the meter and we'll be back in post Postmortem